Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? I am in great form, Connor. I can't wait mm. to hear about what I'm sure is another mediocre DC superhero. <laughs> You're doing the same thing I do to you every single week, in that you take a shitting, just a sly dig, just a sly dig on the opposite team. Yeah, because you've done it week after week after week, and I've never given any response, I've never justified it with an answer. But I thought I'd bring myself down to your level this week, and quite frankly, I love it. Me sowing, ha ha ha, me reaping, oh no, no, I I don't like this, (laughs) (laughs) this is sad, Um, so yeah, I normally do DC characters, Sean normally does Marvel, we generally don't really care about either of them, they're both good, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. They're both multi-billion dollar industries. (laughs) Fair play to them, but um, I do normally do DC as I said, and so this week I'm going to be doing a character that is probably very famous in the last few years, and especially since like 2005 due to an animated show he was in and that is the Teen Titans animated show did you have a bit of a love for that show shot I did it was always perfectly timed that when I would come home after school that show was Mm. starting yeah and and that was I think that was one of my faves as well and so the five from that show were of course uh, Robin you had Raven you had uh, Starfire you had Beast Boy and the person we're doing today is Cyborg Mr. Victor Stone who I will be covering because I've done Starfire and we've done Beast Boy and we've done the Dick Grayson uh, Robin here on Hero Zero but I think Cyborg's an interesting character especially because he actually came up again in the Justice League movie from only a few years ago, where he very eloquently said in the trailer, you should probably move. And I think we all remember that one scene that was eventually deleted. That is somehow his most memorable scene of the film. Um, (laughs) It wasn't even in the film. (laughs) 
No, but how oh, but a Snyder cut, man. We, we, yeah. The you should probably move cut. That's what I want. <laughs> it's just that for two hours on a loop. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, by the end of it, you'll be like, I should probably move. <laughs> Leave the fucking area in front of this TV screen. And just, and yeet myself out of this theatre. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you know about Cyborg? Uh, probably anything from the Justice League movie, really. Mostly the Justice League movie, yeah. Uh, from what I know, like, comics-wise or something, he was involved in some kind of accident and his he was replaced with largely cybernetic parts, which is that's yeah, a, a, a very surface-level reading of what Cyborg is. But I think that's one of the many classic superhero origins, where there's an accident and you replace the body parts with robots, and then the robots have, like, fucking laser cannons somehow in their arms, and they automatically just fire guns. You can be, like, upgrade yourself and all this kind of stuff. It's it's the go-go gadget effect. That's all it is. Exactly. Oh, that better be an actual term in writing. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, Victor Stone is no different in that regard. He's also appeared in Young Justice, um, the last season of Young Justice, which I will always die in a hill for that TV show. And if you haven't seen it, if you were interested in any way in comic book stuff, I would go watch Young Justice. Because it's just all these... You've done 106 of these, Sean, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Young Justice is great, and so he was in the last season. So, uh, Victor Stone uh, was created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, who are two char- two creators of comic books who have who were the creators of a lot of uh, characters that we've covered here, a lot of Teen Titans they very much uh, focused on. And he was first created in October of 1980. So, Victor Stone is the son of Silas and Eleanor Stone, two Star Lab scientists intent on using their research to improve mankind. So far, so good. Okay, a nice little positive origin story, perhaps. This can't go wrong, you say. I know, I hear you. But Silas and Eleanor, their scientific adventures often estranged their son, as they would sometimes dedicate more time toward their work as opposed to him. The two even used their son as a test subject for intelligence-boosting experimentation. You shouldn't do that. That's wrong. (laughs) That's like another level above. We always take the piss of the other origin story of the hero or the villain's like, I can only test this radical weird injection on myself. I'm the only test subject. They looked at that weird radical test thing and they went... Let's put it into the fucking boy. <laughs> It'll be grand. <laughs> they, I, like they discover it and they just have one syringe. And it's just like, oh, do we put it into like a rat or something? <laughs> no, 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 Silas. <laughs> and, and, and Silas like, is like, will I put it into me, you? And like, no. no. So how are we going to create more if we put it into ourselves? What if it goes wrong? <laughs> Yeah, put it into the fucking kid. He's just running around chasing a little balloon or something. (laughs) Um, So they put intelligence-boosting experimentation inside him. So while the successful experiment granted Victor a genius-level intellect, he obviously resented his parents for treating him more like a lab subject as opposed to an actual son. That, you know, I can see his point. Mm. Um, Now... I also love, what if they gave him the intelligence to realise that they're terrible people? Yeah, he's just like, God, you're dickheads. You're fucking hell. awful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he's ringing up like child services. <laughs> and he knows <laughs> all the laws now. He, he, oh yeah, he's like a, a full-on like 
child services lawyer. And he's represented himself in court. Oh my god, he's got a little suit on. (laughs) A little suit. I would watch that show. I absolutely would. <laughs> um, so Vic's resentment caused him to steer away from science and math in high school. Instead, he pursued an interest in athletics, much to his father's disdain, because his father was a nerd. Fucking um, nerd. <laughs> fucking nerd. Learn to read. <laughs> uh, Victor would repe- rebel against his parents by getting involved with a, dr- with a tug named Ron Evers also, who would later become a professional criminal. So he was kind of falling in with the wrong crowd and it was mostly just a pushback towards his parents because he was like you're obviously not good people and so I'm going to do the opposite of everything you say okay yeah so it's it's a weird form of rebellion uh, where Mm. he just decides to excel in sport and so his father disapproved of Victor wasting his potential. Cons- we didn't inject you with all those smart pills for no reason, boy. We didn't we inject, inject you with you footballs. <laughs> his arms just become footballs. This is going to make me worse at sport, surely. Logically. <laughs> da, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, think about it for even a second. Um, so, but, uh, his father disapproved of Victor wasting his potential, uh, consorting with hoodlums and gang members, insisting instead that Victor put his mind to use to become a superior student and get a head start on life in school. Vic rebelled against his father further by working out and getting a head start in life as a professional athlete in school. Okay, so it's, it's literally like his origin is just he wants to be uh, like a great athlete. And I get, yeah, it, I get, he has like smart serum in him. That's fine, but at the core of it, his parents are dicks, and he wants to prove them wrong. Yeah, and so he became the star wide receiver for the Four Titans, which was his high school football team. He had an interest in superhuman activities, but was more focused on going to college, earning a football scholarship, and hoping his father makes it to his games. So even after all this, he just wants his dad to take an interest in something he's interested in. But Dad, I don't want... I don't want to be a scienceman. <laughs> Dad, I have a game on Friday. You injected anyone with anything? No. Then don't invite me again, boy. For God's <laughs> sake. You call me when there's needles. <laughs> Are you into heroin? <laughs> no. Damn you, son, you've disappointed me again. I would have taken you. heroin, son. <laughs> Heroin's better than football, he said to him. Multiple times. Um, so... His father, uh, sorry, as I said, he became a star wide receiver. And uh, Vic and his father had a distant relationship. And after missing several games in a row, one night Victor just has enough. And he's like, right, I'm going to star labs to confront him. To be like, why are you so bad at being a dad? Um, So Silas, he turns up and Silas tells his son that given the current state of metahumans starting to show up around the planet, Vic's love for football is going to become irrelevant at some point anyway. So what are you wasting your time for? I'm like, but to be fair, it isn't irrelevant now. No. And I think if your child is into something, you should just even feign interest. Even go to a game or two. Oh yeah, like... You know, and also, if you're a child, feign interest in your parents' like hobbies as well. Because my, pa- my yeah, child yeah, is going to shit about podcasting. All right? No, I'm actively going to tell him comics are fucking nerdy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a nerd. Don't be a nerd like your old man. <laughs> be 
Johnny Coo. <laughs> um, so Start discouraged smoking, victim son. <laughs> from the age of like two, <laughs> you'll only be cool if you do it, boy. Um, discouraged Victor begins to leave the room when everything takes a tragic turn. Coincidentally, an experiment in dimensional travel went horribly awry. I didn't say awry. Everybody, take a moment. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it went horribly awry when a massive gelatinous gelatinous monster crossed over an experimental portal and killed Victor's mother in oh. front of him. Oh, in front. Oh, he saw the whole thing. Oh yeah, this monster came straight through. Like he had like knives on his arms, just straight up chopped her up. Ah, oh, you know what? That's not great. You hate to see no. it. Um, the creature then turned on Victor and severely mutilated him before his father managed to force the creature back through the portal to save his son, who was unconscious at this time. So Victor's lying there in a pool of blood. He's been absolutely just butchered. Um, Victor's father outfitted him with experimental. Um, I'm going to say prothe... Oh, I can't say this word, Sean. (coughs) Go on, please. Prosthesis. Thank you very much. (laughs) I got got a ride, but I couldn't get that. Um, (laughs) One day at a time. So, of his own design. You know there's certain words you just can't say. However, no, I'm not familiar with that, I'm sorry. Gosh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, the experiment could not be worn inconspicuously, and thus Victor was horrified upon regaining consciousness to see much of his body, including part of his face, replaced with sheer metallic limbs and implants. So, al- although Victor wanted to die at this shock, he adjusted enough through his resulting physical therapy to eventually control his implants with suitable skill. So, Sean, the thing about this is the father has the choice of letting his son die or basically turning him into a weird, like, half-terminator, half-boy person. And I know which one I'd pick. Mm, yeah. The <laughs> you hate Terminator 2. That's what you've told me. <laughs> I have ne- of all the Terminators, why two? <laughs> why bring two the re- into this? It's <laughs> the only good one. Actually, one's pretty good. One's, one's alright. One's, one's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of... Um, is, is, oh, it just as an origin story. Does this... It makes sense why his father would do that. Because for all we've seen of this, the father is kind of... He's very standoffish. He's very logical. So he's like, okay, well, this is what's going to save my son, so I'm going to do it regardless of how he feels about being turned into a robot. Yeah, like, it's a... it's. I feel like he barely hesitated making that decision as well. And mm. in a way, he was probably happy that he got to try out the prosthetics. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. It's like, well, it might work. And, I, and it'll look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and how do you reconcile that as Victor? Because then it's like, okay, he injected me with a smart serum because... You know, he was fairly confident it would work. And now he's put all these prosthetics on me and he was fairly confident it would work. At what point is this saving me and at what point is it benefiting him? Because all of his uh, troubles as a child came from the fact that he always felt like he was just being... uh, He was just an experiment. Like, that had gone too wrong. So they just kind of let him go. Like, okay, go away. We're going to concentrate on the newer stuff. Yeah, like, we're just going to... Look, you're there, and we've, we're done with you now, but we might need you again in the future. Yeah, and so upon release from, from medical care, Victor found his life was seriously inconvenienced, with the fearful reactions of the public at his implants. Even his girlfriend, who he had at the time, rejected him, which 
I can only assume was like the scene from the first Fantastic Four movie where the Tig comes in the big trench coat and she's like, you're fucking hideous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you big ugly fucker. Oh, ben I could Grimm. never love like, you. <laughs> <laughs> you ugly motherfucker, Ben Grimm. Uh, look, Ben Grimm has it hard. Well, this isn't a Ben Grimm report, but that's a really like unnecessarily mean scene in that movie. I'm pretty sure she says, I hate you, Michael Chiklis, at one stage. She went out of character just to tell Michael she hated him. She spat on him. She spat on him on camera. (laughs) You can see the extras walking past. It wasn't meant to be on set. She's just just really angry. (laughs) That wasn't even an actress. That was just a randomer (laughs) on the street. (laughs) So, um, yeah, obviously he leaves the hospital and he's gone from, like, the most popular person in school because he's the star player for the football team. And now nobody will even look at him. And anyone who does, like, children just start crying. His girlfriend wants nothing to do with him. He's just lost everything that he was. And ironically, like, that's the part of his life that he built up himself. And now all he is is, like, a full experiment for his father. Yeah, like, the the only person he has left is his father, really. And he hates him. Yeah, so in addition, he was also disallowed his participation in athletics, not only for his implants, but for his poor grades, which were further exacerbated by his long absence from the school. Um, However, when his old friend attempted to use Victor's troubles to manipulate him, so this is his old friend Ron Evers from earlier on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I um, remember Ron. Victor found, uh, he tried to manipulate him into attempting a terrorist attack on the United Nations. Ah, lads. Yeah, because Rod, Rod was a bad one from the start, and it was said, to be fair, but now Ron has realised his old friend has a big fucking machine gun in his arm. That could come in useful if you're doing crimes. Now, you're, are you implying there that he's being taken advantage of because of his yes. machine gun arm? <laughs> and his bazooka other arm. Those are two pretty good arms, and they're not shaped yes. like footballs anymore, so we're, we're sorted <laughs> no, there. He got, he got that removed. He, he was actually thankful the monster sliced off both of his arms. Got rid of he was those like, this football. is useless. <laughs> 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 and when they, when they got chopped, all the air escaped, it was just like that sad balloon, like, <laughs> lowering down. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, not again. Um, <laughs> um, so he tried to get um, Victor in to do this terrorist attack with him on the United Nations and Victor of course was in a really bad place at this point but Victor found a new purpose in life as he equipped his weapons attachments and stopped his friend instead in a pitched battle in the UN building so this was kind of like the big moment in his life in that he could go down the path of like oh, the world did this to me and I hate them and I'm really aggressive and angry or he's going to use his newfound ability with great power comes great responsibility. This is the big hero moment that you could also see it going the other way. I think, ultimately, he's going to turn to evil. <laughs> Just, I have a feeling. I think it's go- I think that's the way it's going. <laughs> Nobody say anything. No spoilers. But there might be a bit of terrorism coming up. I'm just <laughs> oh. I'm lying to you there's no terrorism oh <laughs> you think I was going to do a whole report on him being in the Teen Titans and at the end going he just he just loves terrorism as well that's just one of his pastimes that's just a, as an incidental yeah. bit of terrorism just, 
Yeah, so what can you do? Um, so, it, so this is when his first big piece of uh, heroics was he stopped this man uh, doing the terrorist attack on the United Nations. And the reaction of others to his new form obviously made Vic resentful and he kind of isolated himself after this from his former life. And he moved to this little apartment in a place called uh, Hell's Kitchen, actually. Um, oh. So, he, where Daredevil lives, but also not in this universe. But... He went there and he kind of was like, okay, I'm just going to live by myself. I'm going to talk to nobody. I'm a freak. Nobody wants me. And it was in this bad neighborhood that uh, he was visited by a certain person who had heard of his heroics at the UN. And that was Raven. And she found Vic and invited him to join the Teen Titans, saying that like he was actually a good person and they wanted him for him, not for anything else. Yeah, they want you because of like your your morals, because of who you are, not what not what you are. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so he joined the Teen Titans, and initially for the benefit of a support group of kindred spirits and freaks, really. And so, like, you have all these like these uh, misfits that are all kind of put together, and they, it was kind of a support group at first. And he he has he's basically remained with that group ever since in comic books. Um, he was put in there as like a stopgap, and since then he has become a staple of that team. So if you ever see the Teen Titans without Cyborg, um, actually a lot of them have like Cyborg, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy. When I see them, I just think of Teen Titans. Weirdly, Robin has he's different because he has the Batman connection as well. Um, yeah. But the other, but the other four are very much just they're in a team. If the four of them aren't together, it's kind of weird. Like I can't imagine reading just. A Starfire comic book or a Cyborg comic book by themselves. Yeah, that's like I can't think of many other examples where they're more associated with like the group. Like I guess in Marvel you have the Fantastic Four and things like that, but or the or X Men. X yeah, that they do operate as individuals some of the time, but like they always come back to the team. It seems like. Mm. Yeah, and and I think this way uh, he works so well because that th- there's a great balance in that five, and that's why that run was so successful in comic books in the eighties. And so, in addition, Victor found new friends who saw past his disfigurements to his own nobility, as we said, such as a group of children who were adjusting to their own uh, weird shit that he was also going along with as well, and going on like all these adventures with. And so his father, still feeling guilt over what he had made his son go through, constructed the Titan's Tower. Remember, um, the son would not have been in that room that night if he had just gone to a football game once. If he had just climbed out of his own arse. (laughs) And so his father, still feeling the guilt, constructed the Titan's Tower for his son and his companions, all your little friends. There now, I've made you a place. uh, You have a playhouse now, lads. (laughs) (laughs) He still thinks he's seven. So Victor would remain a steadfast member of the Titans for a long time, serving not only as a hero, but as a a primary primary supplemental tech source for the team. So he's the tech guy in the the team, which is fairly obvious. Yeah, because he's a genius and can interface with computers and all this stuff. Yeah, and so throughout his association... I got that wrong twice. Prosthesis. (laughs) Prosthesis. I like how I read like say if you read a hundred words and you mess up one you're just like fuck I can't read 
Jesus. Victor has been destroyed, reconstructed, and put back together again by an alien race, and he's had his humanity restored multiple times. So, through all of their adventures, he's been destroyed and reconstructed and taken off by an alien. At one time, at one point, he became a moon. I'm not going to cover that story because it's really inventive. Um, A weird alien, a weird alien tech comes to Earth and like takes over him. And, like, um, through him, he becomes part of the alien tech and gets brainwashed to go join the alien tech in space. Oh! Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, um, he later also went on to mentor a new Teen Titans group, consisting mainly of sidekicks, most of whom have taken over the secret identities of former members. So, this was um, in later editions, I think this was like 2003 maybe, uh, Tim Drake, the third Robin, was there instead of Dick Grayson, say, and he was the new Titans leader. And so, um, Cyborg was there as like the old head. To be like, okay, I'm going to watch over this new crop of youngsters coming through under the Teen Titans motto. Or mantra. Okay, so they're like, they're... Grooming is the wrong word, but... <laughs> oh my god! And, FYI, into terrorism! Grooming and terrorism are two big things! Oh no, poor cyborg, what are we doing to him? <laughs> He's a nice man. That's all it is. Um, so after being severely damaged during the events of Infinite Crisis, Cyborg was rebuilt over time in thanks to the Tower Caretakers. He awoke one year later to find a wholly different group of Titans, led by Robin, uh, the only member from the team he formed prior to going into space during Infinite Crisis. And Cyborg felt that the members, such as Kid Devil and Ravager, were hardly worthy of being Titans. So he's kind of like, these guys are a bit shit. And thus was attempting to find a way to reform the real Titans. Because he woke up from this coma like, wow, this team has gone to the absolute dogs, if I'm going to take an Irish stance on this. They're really letting anyone in these days. (laughs) Yeah, very much so that. And so after the team, uh, along with the Doom Patrol, defeated the Brotherhood of Evil, Cyborg uh, asked Beast Boy. So Beast Boy is now part of the Doom Patrol, which if you've actually seen um, the Titans TV show, he's part of the Doom Patrol in that as well. Because Beast Boy started in there. Yeah, 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 I remember that now. And he had joined back up with the Doom Patrol at this point, and so Cyborg teams up with them one more time, and he's like, you need to join back up with the Titans. But Garrett refuses, saying that his skills were needed for the patrol. After returning to Titans Tower, Cyborg began reviewing the security tapes during the last year, in which it appears that he was looked at to by all the Titans of the past year for a shoulder to lean on, despite being in a coma-like state. And this is like a really nice story about Cyborg in that he was in a coma for a year after being destroyed and they were putting him back together and all these new titans who were all like scared and like worried about joining this team and they're all just they're all like 13 or 14 and they're like okay you're the new titans you take over they were all in the room with him just talking to him even though he couldn't respond that's really sweet that's like a a nice little moment in comics uh, that you don't get a whole lot of yeah, and I think it really shows that how how he's looked up to as well. Like, there's ne- there's very little stories where Cyborg is seen as like he's the bad guy. He's normally the the voice of reason. He's like the the level headed one, I suppose, because he's yeah. like he's clever enough to like analyze things on the fly. He doesn't. He, from 
what I remember of like the show and stuff, he doesn't give in to emotion a whole lot of the time. No, because he is very much robotic as well. It's it's kind of a tough balancing act for him to balance being being him, but also he he is part robot, so he's going to look at things analytically more than emotionally. Yeah, so that's that's really cool that he's like kind of a backbone for the team, really, like mm. just holding them all I will, together. I will also mention um, there is a there's a neighbor's dog going absolutely mental currently. Oh, I heard so, it, but I just assumed he hated Cyborg. <laughs> I think he really doesn't like Cyborg. What do you think, boy? Huh? Oh, oh, no, he, he wasn't in that story. He wasn't in that story. Uh, no, that's New 52. That's New 52 <laughs> stuff. You don't want to be reading them. You don't want to be reading them. What are you, muscles. a fake fan? You do not. Yeah. What, you like the Suicide Squad? What, you hate James Gunn? I'm not liking this dog, Sean. Oh, I'm not th- liking him one bit. I've never met a dog I didn't like, but this dog... <laughs> no good vibes for you. He hit, what, you said you prefer sphere-shaped object to head characters. You're <gasps> weird. Oh, I love this dog. This dog's the best dog. <laughs> so, although Cyborg did retain the position of statesman amongst the Teen Titans after this, and occasionally played second-in-command to Robin's lead, he no longer operated as a Titan in any f- official capacity. He was just mostly seen as uh, a person they'd go to for advice, but he never went on missions for them. But shortly thereafter, Batman, Wonder Woman and Superman all agreed that Cyborg should be offered membership in the new Justice League. Um, but, however, following a battle against a Mazo, Green Lantern and Black Canary, um, or sorry, following a battle, a Mazo, Green Lantern and Black Canary all took over the formation of the G- JLA and Cy- they decided that they didn't want Cyborg in the team. So, Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman were like, you're good enough to be in the team. And then the team got taken over and they are like, we no longer want you. <laughs> We have reconsidered our options. <laughs> and, but like, I think the vote of confidence from the original Trinity is a lot stronger than it would be from a Mazo Green Lantern and Black Canary. Oh yeah, like it's not to be like not to have favourites or anything, but mm. the, the the big three they carry more weight <laughs> in terms of of clout. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just just in regards to like, if Batman tells you you're good, let's just go with that. And so, um, a, a lot of stories, as is always the case with Suicide Squad and with this, with people in teams, is that I can't really cover stories that they're in because you'd have to introduce everyone else in the team, everyone else that they're against, and then go through. It would take probably twenty minutes to get through one story. So. If you are interested in anything to do with Cyborg, I would definitely recommend reading um, any Teen Titans run. My probably favourite is the O3 run. I think that's volume 3 of the Teen Titans team. That's very good. Cyborg is very much like an elder statesman at that point. But any Teen Titans um, stuff that you can get your hands on is really good. And Young Justice, and of course, the Teen Titans TV show, does Cyborg in that is the comic relief. And so he's kind of seen as um, a, a bit of a... He, he's Him and Beast Boy are like a, a weird comedy duo. Yeah, and that's like that's all I wanted to be when I was a kid, was Cyborg <laughs> and Beast Boy. Yeah, um, so his powers and abilities. Uh, now, Cyborg has lots of really powerful um, abilities. 
is what I will say. So Cyborg possesses cybernetic enhancement that provides superhuman strength, endurance and durability. Cyborg can also interface with computers. Built into his body armour were an infrared eye, computer generator, sound amplifier and special programming adapters that allowed him to interface with other body extensions. But that is only the start. So he he has the ability to shape change... So oh. he can he has virtually unlimited shape changing abilities that allow him to mimic roads, air or space vehicles and even reshape his entire body. Uh, he even reshaped his entire body as a tank once. So he's basically a transformer. Okay, so how is that not overpowered at all? <laughs> But that's only the one of Manny. He also has superhuman strength, which is pretty good. He can lift over four metric tons. Um, he's got superhuman speed and agility. He's got jump jets, um, which uh, so he can kind of jump miles into the air across state lines. Fucking hell. Um, he, has a, he has flight. He has super hearing. He's got microscopic vision, x-ray vision, night vision, tracking system. He also has medical scanners, so he's seen as... He can also be a doctor. If there's anything wrong with you, he can find out what is wrong almost immediately. It's like he's the inside of Iron Man's suit, but that's all of him. Yeah, that's that's literally what it is. They've given him everything. So he also has um, stamina, durability, computer interfacing. He can he can hack the mainframe, Sean. That's what I'm saying. He can, ha- he can say, I'm in. He can say I'm in and mean it. Oh yeah. Um, he also has um, he has a connection to yeah to anything in the cyberverse. So I, if you ask him anything, he can look it up on the internet within like seconds. Good God. Yeah. Um, he also has teleportation. Cyborg can use. He can use boom tubes to transport himself. So this is in the new Fifty Two when uh, his connection is through a boom tube. That rebuilt him. You see that in the Justice League movie. And so he's part boom tube. So he can just transport using that instead. Oh, oh he seems quite powerful. Um, yeah, but it's pretty the, good. Yeah, but the, from the cartoon, he's just a goofy robot man. Yeah, he's pretty goofy. But in the comic books, he's absolutely decked out with shit. Like, just to the max. He's got a sonic emitter. He's got a sound disruptor. He has an ice beam. He has an energy cannon. He's got an EMP pulse. What? Um, he also has a genius level intellect underneath all of those. Oh, of course um, his he only does. Weak- his only weaknesses are vulnerability to magic and mind control, which I think are the only two weaknesses other than kryptonite of Superman. So he's he's basically Iron Man on steroids. Yeah, like, and that's a really interesting character to compare him to because... Iron Man is like this alcoholic mess of a man, mostly, who only cares about himself. But Cyborg genuinely has a good heart and wants to do the right thing. Yeah, and Cyborg has all this shit, like, been done to him, but he all, he constantly yeah. just tries to look at the positive. Yeah, like, he has the most reason of anyone to just be furious all the time. And that is, like, that is a villain's origin. That, like, he becomes... Um, really destroyed by something and they rebuild him as half a robot and then society rejects him so he turns evil. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Total villain origin. And Yeah. The, is his father, like, his dad is still around in the comics and things like that? Um, His father is still around as far as I know. He might have passed away in the New 52. I know bef- previously he was still around. Right, okay. Because that's interesting that, they, like... I feel like a villain would have, like, 
absolutely killed his own father at that point. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely ice beam the shit out of him. Or just turn into a giant anvil and fall on him. <laughs> a big truck. Big, big truck. truck with flames on the side. Turn oh, into Optimus do, Prime. That'll do the job, don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's my report on Cyborg and a little bit of a dog going mental. Oh, what a nice mix. Um, that's... <laughs> um, do you want to take us out, Sean? Yes, uh, thank you, Connor, for that wonderful, wonderful report. I actually learned a lot about Cyborg there that I didn't know. Um, mm. And thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of of hero or zero so a big thank you goes out to everyone who supports us over on patreon that's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast i hear the dog again i hear the dog again connor he's a nice boy he's a good boy he's a good boy oh he's so good uh and everyone who supports over on patreon thank you all so so much uh it really does anyone know where i put my sniper does anyone know where i put my sniper rifle connor i can only assume you're about to fill that gun with dog treats (laughs) and send them right over the fence I'm gonna send it. With, I'm gonna fill it full of cyborg facts. <laughs> Fuck them. Ooh. <laughs> and, but so everyone who supports us over on Patreon, thank you all so so much. It really really helps keep the show going. One day we'll be able to afford soundproofing, and there'll be no more dog based humor. That'd um, be the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. It's, uh, it's just a lockdown. I'm not. I'm not in the usual studio. It's that's just true. Any, we just need to. We're on. The, we're recording on the move these days. Yeah. Um, so it's. You get the colourful sounds of the road, guys. <laughs> uh, we're on all of the social medias. They're all linked below. Or you can email us here for our underscore at outlook.com if you have any questions or comments or requests for heroes or zeros that you'd like to hear about. But uh, the best way anyone can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. Just the one. And so and maybe tell a dog. Maybe tell a dog. Oh, please tell more dogs. We need more dog listeners. Um, nicer ones <laughs> we need nicer ones just calmer ones I feel like he, I feel like he's going to leave a two star review on iTunes look we'll take a two star maybe even a one <laughs> you never know <laughs> and he'll reply it's a woof listen oh man oh, actually I'd forgive him I'd forgive him <laughs> they're speaking my language <laughs> so I think that's about it Connor yeah so I've been Connor Lawler I have been Sean Mean. And the dog has been the dog. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.